This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Welcome back to the show. We're back again, still on iTunes. Yes. <laughs> I like how that's our rubric for yeah, how life is going. I, well, how's, yeah. how's, how's your life going? Still on iTunes. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm going to do a little something different. Instead of saying we're the best diesel podcast in the whatever. Okay. I'm, I think maybe we should start small and work our way up. Okay. I think we're the only, are we the only diesel podcast in the state of Washington? Ooh. I want to. I'm going to. I think s- we are. I'm going to say yes, unless you count Lenny. No, he's in. He hasn't started. Yeah, that's right. Boom! The best diesel, and we can legitimately say this: we're the best yeah. diesel podcast in the state of Washington. Come at me, bro. Real talk. That's that's fact. These that's are the, fact. These are scientific <laughs> facts. <laughs> There's only one of us, but hey, yeah. we're the best. Me and Tyler <laughs> are the best podcast hosts in this room. Bar none. <laughs> hey, Cam, eat it. <laughs> Cam does not care. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, welcome back to the show, guys. This is America's Diesel Podcast, brought to you by Diesel Power Products, the best diesel podcast in Washington State, bar, yeah, none, bar none. Hands down, hands down. Come fight me. Yeah. Seriously, there's no debating that. There's no debate there. Done. Uh, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube. Uh, we are really trying to make sure that you guys are actually tuning in and watching on YouTube because that's probably going to be the best way for us to interact with you. Yeah. Um, and we do want to make sure that we are able to get, like, this is a show. We're trying to make sure that, obviously, people listen to it audio-wise, but this is a, a podcast. We want, I mean... Yeah, maybe if pe- more people watch us on uh, on YouTube, we'll have, like, cooler stuff you can look at as we're talking, like, I don't know. Yeah. statue i don't know it's don't it's know. weird because <laughs> both he and i come from phone sales background so we're really used to like trying to describe truck parts and how truck parts work to people over phone yeah so speaking to you through a podcast is, if, if you if you watch the video you'll actually see that we're both really awkward 
because <laughs> we're yeah we got voices for radio obey your faces for radio <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah make sure and leave a five-star review screenshot that bad boy sent to tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com and we'll get you some free goodies make sure to include a picture of your truck t-shirt size and an address to send it to you will eventually get a t-shirt eventually we're actually in the process of trying to figure out a new t-shirt mm-hmm. um I haven't really heard since our last meeting what we're doing, but I really like our idea of drawing ourselves. Yeah. So if you listen to some of the old episodes, (laughs) we talked about, what if I draw Tyler and Tyler draws me and we put those on the shirt? I have no artistic background. (laughs) Be kind of fun. Yeah. The only thing I'm really good at drawing is uh, uh, schematics on graph paper because you can use rulers and measure. I'm good at drawing (laughs) other things. Uh, We'll talk about that later. (laughs) I I bet you draw mean S. Like you did in school. One of those S's, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude, I got that down. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, so let's get to the meat and potatoes here. Um, this is another episode on my truck. All right, Ben. See you later. Yeah, see you later, Tyler. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I recently did injectors. Uh, if you don't know, uh, I have a '97 Power Stroke. It's a single cab, long bed manual truck. It has an absolute crap ton of miles on it. Mm-hmm. I've already replaced some other parts on it. If this is your first time listening to an episode about my blue truck, make sure to check out the other ones. I think there's three of them so far. Uh, I did an overview, some of my diagnosing, and then a high pressure oil pump install. Uh, so if you're thinking about doing a high pressure oil pump install, definitely check that episode out. There's yeah. lots of good info in there. Um, today we're going to talk about injector installs, uh, removal and installs on a seven yeah. three. Yeah, and there's a couple of really important things that you'll want to listen to during this. Um, and plus, we get there's people that don't do these important things that we're going to talk about, and we obviously get the calls back on on, on issues like that. And some of the mm-hmm. things are just so simple and so easy. And and it just takes a little extra time. I know people get in a rush, want to get their truck back up and running. They've got to use it for the next day or that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. But it's the little things that count in in ensuring that that truck's going to run to its optimal performance level, especially when you're putting performance injectors in, you spend a bunch of money on them um, and, and, you know, and did a bunch of other things to make sure those injectors work properly. Got to make sure you you look at the little things. It's it's the little things that count. And Seems to be the thing with everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much everything Details. in life. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, marriage, trucks, work, <laughs> all of it. Yeah, don't leave your shirts on the ground. Science, okay, <laughs> science. guys. Science, science. <laughs> the little things. Okay, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about injector installs. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I guess we could talk about just getting them out. Um, yeah. What you need any special tools or anything? The, to pull nothing those out? super special, but. If you most people probably already have these, but maybe aren't using the right combination of these tools to make your life easier. Yeah, and a, a lot of what you're talking. I know we're talking about a '94 through '97 truck, so mm-hmm. an OBS Ford, but pretty much all of this can be sort of transferred yeah. over to '99 to '03. So any '73, any '73 Power Stroke, I'll, I'll yeah. say. So, um, so this will be uh, like the as far as taking them out. I'm basically going to start at the valve covers. Um, I mean, what, if you have a Super Duty 7.3, you're going to be, be taking the intercooler piping off. Yeah. If you have just an OBS, you're going to be taking, taking just the intake piping off, and that's it. Um, but the to get the valve covers off, um, the the hard part that everybody everybody always talks about is that back bolt next to the firewall on both sides. It is a bear to get to, and everybody has like, oh, I, I can't get to. Is there any tricks for it? I see it on, on Facebook and stuff all the time. What I have found that works the best, and I mentioned this ratchet before on other stuff, mm-hmm. I have a, it doesn't have to be a snap-on, but it's just that's what I have. I have a snap-on uh, 3 8 inch drive ratchet and a quarter-inch drive ratchet body. 
Okay, I know it sounds kind of weird, but imagine a quarter inch ratchet. Small little guy. Small little guy, you know, thin head, but it just has a three eighths inch uh, uh, ratcheting, you know, yeah. connector on it. Um, and I use that with a, a, uh, a like a no extension wobbly, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like the wobbly basically plugs into your, or you hook it onto your ratchet and then it has a socket right there. And it's got like a, a 15 degree wobble on it. Yeah. If you ever heard me talk about wobblies? They're the best. Um, and then a, um, I think it's a, either a half inch or a 13 millimeter uh, socket on there. And not deep, just a regular socket. And that should give you just the right amount of flex to get in there and really get a good bite on that bolt. Now, if you need to really chief that off of there, if you have... You shouldn't have to, though. I mean, we're talking valve cover. Right. Bolts, right? And that, uh, yeah. Okay. Tangent yeah. on here. Those are only supposed to be torqued to 98 inch pounds, which is right about 8.16 foot pounds. And just so guys are aware, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is fact... 12 inch pounds means one foot pound. That's right. So I'm guilty of this too. I didn't realize that until I actually looked at the torque spec and I've taken valve goes off seven threes a whole bunch of times. Yeah. And I usually just get them tight and give them a, that's probably like triple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the reason for that is because we're talking about some, and this is the same story when it comes to like the front timing cover on, on like a Cummins. Um, it's really thin metal. And if you mm -hmm. go and crank those things down with, I know a lot, pretty much all the Cummins don't use, a gasket it's just like an rtv silicone but even so that silicone there is going to create a a cushion basically for the cover but then when you start tightening that down you'll start to bend you start to bend the cover mm -hmm. and when you start to bend the cover you're going to get an improper seal on your rtv or with your gasket on your valve cover um and you're going to create a leak yeah. and so i know the 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 thinking behind it is it just i don't want this to leak so tighten it down but you got to let the gasket do its job. You don't want mm -hmm. you, you don't want it to over tighten it to where you're pinching the gasket and then you're lifting the, you know, you're, you're literally bending the metal and, and creating a gap in yeah. the, between the, the, the valve cover and the gasket and the head. So just keep that in mind. There's <laughs> torque specs are, are especially on stuff like that. Very important. <clears throat> if you don't want leaks, nobody wants leaks. Um, yeah. So yeah, just keep that in mind. And also that ratchet you talk about mm -hmm. that thing so such a freaking lifesaver on so many different things. That ratchet, I, Cooper's got one. And he's had mm. one forever. I don't know if he cut it down, but it's like it looks like he cut it. It looks like he cut it down because it, like yeah. it, it looks like it came that length. But that ratchet is so freaking handy. Mm -hmm. You got to get yourself it, not only for that, but for other things. You'll use the especially when you don't want to tighten something down super tight, and yeah. you just you don't want that leverage. Because the longer the ratchet handle, the more leverage you're going to get, and you're thinking you're tightening, you're thinking you're being real light with it. When in all actuality, you're talking it to the freaking yeah you're cranking it yeah. real hard <laughs> um and and the three-eighths part of that is important so do not try and use like a um a swivel socket because that in, in my opinion i've tried using that before it just it swivels too much to where you can't get a good grip on it could you use just a quarter inch ratchet with a wobbly? so i found that a quarter inch ratchet with a wobbly on it um just because of the size of the extension going into it it just does not give you quite enough distance above the valve mm. cover to get the ratchet gotcha. out of there. Okay, gotcha. It, it, I don't know why this works this way. Well, a quarter inches is going to be smaller anyway. Yeah, so the, smaller so way around. So three-eighths is going to be a little bit longer mm. to give you that little bit more of a... Right. Um, it, but it's longer, but then the ratchet's thin, so it doesn't hit the firewall. It's a yeah. weird combination of parts here, but just yeah. trust me. Um, and if you need to get more leverage on it, you might be able to get a three-eighths inch normal-sized ratchet on there. Or if you have a three-eighths inch ratchet that has a good a thin head on it, good to go there yeah um other stuff uh injector 
the cup brush. No, no, no. no. no we're we're, yeah, we're yeah, going to go in order yeah. here. So we okay. pulled the valve cover off. So we're getting off. the valve covers off. Cup, yeah. Make sure you inspect them because um, people have tightened them down too much. You actually might have waves in them or, or where the bolts go in there. They might be sunk down. Take a few minutes. Try and bang those things back flat. You'll, you'll thank me later. Yeah, take like a – what I usually would do is take like a block, of, like a two-by-four and a ball-peen hammer because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you they'll have the small end for the ball, ball side of it mm-hmm. and put that thing flat on, on a – two by four and just hit the whole of it with the ball side of the hammer. Mm-hmm. Cause that will then just hit that raised edge and flatten it out. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. So get that in there. So we get the valve covers off. And so now you're looking at your injectors. Um, side note to get that back bolt out on the passenger side, there's that uh, heat shield there. Just get that thing out of there. It's, it's going to cause you more nightmares than it's worth. Just get it out of there or somehow cover it. And once you get that off, you'll notice that there's a little vacuum box in there held on by two 8-millimeter bolts. Take that off, you'll have all the room in the world. The room that you never knew you had. Because that's yeah. you got to take that off to get the injector out anyways. I didn't realize that. And then once I figured out, I was like, hmm. It's like the hole on the yeah. on the, the dashboard for uh, uh, yeah, push Yeah, on rods. the firewall for push rods for it coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Which I think I've mentioned this before, but... Side note, another side side note to your side note. Side note <laughs> <laughs> on Cummins, we get a lot of because uh, we get guys that'll try that'll do head studs and not take the head off the truck, or are doing uh, you know push rods or something, and they go to those back cylinders and go, I there's not enough room. There's there. They thought of that. Yeah. They thought of they thought ahead on that one. There's two plugs in the upper portion of the firewall. Mm-hmm. You pop that plastic plug out. And you could shimmy that push rod up into the up into the or the cowl um, above the firewall there, and you can get those out. You can put your head studs in, all that. A lot of people don't even know those are there. Yeah. So super handy. But getting space while you're working is just so much nicer. Trying to mm-hmm. thinking that you're speeding up the job by not taking those things out and limiting your space, you'll be surprised at how many times it just adds more pain during the process when you could have just took that piece off in the beginning and then had it done already. So well, then it compounds because then you're like, man, I need to get this job done. Man, I'm not looking forward to that. Man, it's just take your time. Do it right. Yeah. Uh, so we got the valve covers off. You got your injectors right there. So taking the injectors out, um, you've got your little... And they're giant. You won't miss them. They're huge. <laughs> they're so big. Uh, you've got your oil deflector um, on the top left-hand side of, a, of an injector. Um, that's got an Allen head. Take that off. And then you've got a single eight millimeter bolt um, on the bottom side of the injector hold down, holding it in, take that off. And then you'll see the collar that holds the injector and you slide that up. And <coughs> this all makes sense if you're kind of looking at it. You'll slide it up because then it has a gap where it'll slide over. And then you're probably just going to want to get like a, a pry bar or, or a, um, what's that, sheep's foot kind of thing. Because um, yeah. they're they're probably not going to want to come out. They're yeah. going to be really we'll sealed in bump. there. Yeah, like I, I just have like a, a Harbor Freight like the medium pry bar and just, and it doesn't take a lot on the bottom of the actual, just once yeah. you break that seal, they'll come out. Um, forgot some. So on both driver's side and passenger side in the oil galleys, there's two Allen heads on each. And if you take those out ahead of time, like when you first take those valve covers off, it'll help drain the oil galleys into the top of the head, which will then drain back down towards, uh, towards the bottom of the engine. If you don't do that, as soon as you take that first injector out, all that oil, starts going into the injector and then goes in the hole and then goes in the cylinder, which you can get out later, but it just, the less you put in there, the better. Yeah. Um, so take those out, let it drain a little bit. You know, if that's, that's a good place to take a break, like do yeah. that and you know, take a break, go crack go a beer, have, yeah, crack yeah. beer, whatever you need to do. Um, so take those off. That's a small Allen head. They're very easy to strip. They're very small. So if you drop it, 
You better pray it's not going anywhere. It's not supposed to. <laughs> and that's why you need your Megan, Megan on a stick. stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't even plan that. <laughs> yeah, Megan on a stick. Ew. Um, and two-hand that bad boy. Um, so you've got your injector, and you just popped it out. It's going to have fuel and oil in it still and all around it. So what I like, what I had is actually just a, a normal small drip pan. If you had like a large plastic cup or something like that, um, it's not a bad idea. Just pull it out and stick it in the cup that you won't spill oil all over the place. Take them out one by one. You know, take your time. I actually got a uh, recommendation. Hey, what's up? So you said drain. You pull those plugs to drain the oil out of the head. This is a great time when you're doing this to change your oil. I'm gonna get about. I'm gonna talk about that. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say maybe drain your oil before you even do this, mm-hmm. and just to help get everything out of that. You would think maybe before, you know, if if I had more time and I knew, I'm gonna get to that. Okay, I'm gonna get to that. Okay. okay. Don't let me forget oil. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you got your injector out. You put it in a cup, and I actually um, on my workbench I have you know. One, I had a whole bunch of plastic bags, and I labeled them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. and so I, I could tell which injector was in which hole. Put them in the bag, made sure I found the copper washer, so on and so forth. Um, after you have your injectors out, it's a good time to inspect those cups. Yeah, um, you're looking for any kind of cracks, any kind of issues, and like that. And you're also going to want to make sure there's nothing, no debris in there. And this is something you can easily see with like just a flashlight. For right. most of them, the back, the back two, you're probably going to need a mirror on a stick. A mirror on a stick. A mirror on a stick and a flashlight. Now, to clean these properly, you may be thinking to yourself, oh, I'll just use a paper towel. I can get my fingers in. I got a wire brush. <laughs> no way, Jose. No way. <laughs> no, no way, Jose. Uh, there are specific actual like injector cup cleaner brushes. Alliant makes it. I'm sure some other brands make it. We have them on our website. We have them on our website. I know. You're probably going to go look at them and you're gonna say, Ben, holy hell. $50 for two brushes. Yes, $50 for two brushes. I I was planning on just kind of doing it on my own. Um, and I knew they were there, but I didn't order them ahead of time. And I knew I was going to do my injectors. I figured I would just kind of make it happen. Um, buddy Brian had a pair. He's like, you're going to need them, trust me. And then when I was with Lenny doing it, he's like, you're going to want to clean that out really well. These are really old injectors. There, there's going to be yeah. gasket material impregnated in there. You're going to want to clean those out. So I like, okay, so got the brushes, started cleaning out the holes. And to the eye, there was not a ton of stuff. And there was dirty, but there was not a ton of stuff. I found two of my injectors had extra copper washers in there. Like somebody didn't take them out before and just smashed the new ones in and torqued oh, them geez. down. So that was probably not helping the whole situation. I found um, remnants probably of like almost two-thirds of an O-ring in yeah. one of them that I didn't even see. Like I couldn't yeah. even – and it wasn't even like a one that I had to use a mirror to look at. Yeah. Like, and if I had just paper-toweled it or just hit it with some brake clean, I would have shoved my brand-new super expensive injectors right in there and just fouled them. Just yeah. totally messed everything up. Yeah. So take your time, clean them out. Yeah, and just so you guys know, this is that right there is the number one issue that we run into with guys putting new injectors in a 7.3. Is guys aren't properly cleaning or and it's causing an O-ring not to seal. And mm-hmm. it's especially important in 7.3 injectors because they've got so much going on. They've got oil pressure. They've got fuel going into them. And those O-rings are extremely important. Mm-hmm. Extremely important. And like I said, we've had numerous i mean how many times have we sold a set of injectors and a customer will say hey these things are bad and we're like okay well we'll send them back and get them inspected send them back and get them inspected and they're like it was an o-ring it was literally an o-ring like that happens yeah more times than anything else more times than wiring harnesses more times than 
anything else, it's because they're not sealing properly in the cups. It's mm-hmm. very, 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 very important, guys. Yeah. Very important. Um, so clean them out really well. Uh, and now you might be thinking to yourself, well, I don't want to get too much stuff in my cylinder. So, yeah, I, I used brake clean. Yeah. Is that the right thing to use? I'm not sure, honestly. It's probably not a good thing to mix brake clean and oil, but we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I used it sparingly, didn't use a ton of it. I used a lot of it soaked into a paper towel. That's what I was going to say. Put it on the rag first yeah. and then go in and, and, mm-hmm. and get it cleaned out after I, you I didn't have it. any compressed air. So, I mean, honestly, it was pretty much, if it was visually good to me, I would, you know, hit it real quick with a, 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 a huff of brake clean and it would probably, it gets everything out of there and yeah. it's good to go. And here's the thing. I know people get nervous about putting stuff in the cylinder and that sort of thing. Okay, we're we're not talking about something too abrasive here. We're talking mm-hmm. about like gasket remnants or o ring remnants or some stuff like that. Okay, when you fire that engine up, if you have a little bit of those remnants in there, they're gonna burn up. Yeah, it's going to burn up. It's not gonna cause any issues. The only the only thing that's gonna cause issues into a cylinder is something that that doesn't. I guess burn up with yeah. with the cylinder pressures and fuel and the the explosion that happens in that cylinder. Those ga- that gasket material, that little rubber remnants or whatever from an O ring, it's not going to be a big deal. It's going to mm. get shoved right out the exhaust valve, right out of the exhaust, and you won't even notice that it was even there. Obviously, you want to get the most out you can. You want to yeah. limit that to a point, uh, but um, unless it's something like hard, like <laughs> like if you pull an injector out and like the injector falls apart and a tip's yeah. gone that's cause for concern not any o-ring remnants don't worry about that you're gonna be fine just make sure you get it as clean as possible get those injectors seated properly with a nice clean surface mm-hmm. and you won't have a problem i promise you yeah and and i know brake clean mixing with oil probably isn't a good idea um but, but, but brake clean kind day, of evaporates really quick that and I, I mean, I, that, there's four gallons of oil in that thing yeah and i I started off with a brand new can of brake clean. I didn't even use half of it when I was doing this process. It's not going to take a lot. So there's not a lot in there. Um, that's that's only what would have made it into the hole anyhow, into the cylinder. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, what I would probably recommend is throwing brake clean on a good, like those blue shop rags that oh, yeah. don't break that's apart, yeah. you know, to clean it out. If you have a an air valve, like an air air gun for your mm-hmm. air compressor, just after you're done cleaning, just... Yeah. And then feel in there. See if there's any remnants left. If there is, get your wire brush out. Do it all again. Yeah. Get them clean. I promise you guys. <laughs> it's relatively quick to get these injectors out. I was okay? amazed. The longest, I, I blocked off a yeah. whole day and I was done quick. Yeah. The 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 process of cleaning is going to take longer, probably longer than it is going to take to pull those injectors out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as long as you know that going into it, it again, it's just... That little thing there is going to save you so much headache in the long run. Yes, absolutely. Um, so getting those, getting all that cleaned up and good to go, uh, that's probably the best time to pull your glow plugs. And you're pulling your glow plugs because you're going to hand crank your engine after you put the injectors in to evacuate the cylinders through the glow plug hole. Yeah, We'll get to that later. Uh, but what held me up as far as getting my glow plugs out it's kind of embarrassing because I totally thought that I had this and everybody should have it. I'm sure everybody does have it. I just didn't is, uh, you're going to need a 10 millimeter socket to get those glow plugs out. You're going to need a 10 millimeter deep socket. Now I know what you're thinking. Everybody's got a 10 mil deep socket. You're going to need a 10 mil deep socket, non impact quarter inch. <laughs> and I say that because if you go with a three eighths inch, then wall. the base, yeah, the base of it still has to accompany a three eighths inch. And as you try and pull that out, 
it hits on a whole bunch of stuff. You can't get in there right. And if you the shallow one wasn't work, and I had I had a thick walled quarter inch that wasn't working. So I had to actually stop what I was doing, go out and buy a ten millimeter quarter inch thin wall socket. Yeah. That's just the way it is, guys. You're going to need the quarter-inch option for that. If you don't have a quarter-inch ratchet set, it's a good time to go buy one. You should have one anyways, but if you don't, you're going to need that socket to get them out. Um, you could probably use a 3-8-inch if you have it, um, but it, it, 10 mil fits in there perfectly. Yeah, well, it, with the quarter-inch, you get a nice thin wall. And that's, yes. Yeah, that's... That was that's, the main thing. Yeah. And I also, when I took those out, I, I took them out and numbered them by cylinder, so I made sure that the same ones went back in. Um, as you're pulling them out, you need to be very careful uh, don't wiggle them t- side to side a lot and be, be cognizant of when you're pulling it out because if these tips are swollen or something like that, as you pull it out, you're going to get a little bit of resistance. Now you, and that's the hard part too. It's like, you're going to get resistance because there's a little bit of, of fluid suction there. But if you feel something grinding, feel something like it's like you're trying to pull something that's not supposed to fit through that hole through stop, you know, take a minute, try and figure out what's going on there. You may have a swollen tip. Um, but they should come out if you inspect it and they don't look, I mean, they're glow plugs. They get really freaking hot. They're going to look like they've been burned because they've been in a cylinder and they get freaking hot. Yeah. But if they look okay, I would reuse them. I reused all mine. Yeah. I put all of them in the back and the same in the back holes or in back in the same holes they came from. Um, so once I got those out, as far as installing the new injectors, um, had everything all nice and clean. Uh, when I, cause I installed the injector injectors the next day. Uh, when I left the truck, I put, uh, paper towel, the blue paper towels and all the cylinder holes yep. to make sure stuff wasn't falling in. Um, and when I came out, I just went one by one and make sure what I found is make sure that you're checking the hold down bolt. The one that's basically towards the valley of the engine. Cause you have two bolts that hold your injectors down the hold down bolt towards the top of the head or towards the valley of the engine. Make sure that it's torqued down properly. If that's not torqued down, when you torque down the bolt, you're going to put in, when you put the injector in, it's still going to be loose. There's still going to be wiggle room there. So make sure that that's correct. Uh, as you're putting your injector in, you got, got some good barley juice today. Yeah. <laughs> some good burps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when you're putting your injectors in, um, I took the time and made sure that all my injectors were very well lubricated. I poured a little bit of Rotella and just a little dish, and I coated those bad boys up. I didn't want to have any O-ring snag. I didn't want to have any issues. I didn't want to scar any of them up. I just wanted to make sure they sat, they get them in there just pop them in and they seat and they're good to go. Um, so as I was putting them in, uh, make sure you have your copper washers on and I put it in the hole and then I used a a rubber mallet and then I tapped it with another hammer. So I'm not tapping the injector with a hammer. I'm holding the rubber mallet and then tapping the rubber mallet with a hammer and you'll feel it when it seats. Like you'll, and if you've ever done something like this, you know what we're talking about. We're like, you tap it. It's like, you tap it. Like, I think it's in there. I, I, I think it's in there. I think it's in. And then you tap it. And it's like solid. Yeah. Super solid. There's no gear. There's no, there doesn't feel like there's any rubber resistance. You'll probably like, feel like a little back, like a little yeah. bit of like a bounce back almost. Yeah. Or just, it feels hollow, but it, it'll, it should feel like you're almost, you know, it should be a direct connection. Like you should feel like you're slapping a solid surface. Not that yeah. it needs to seat anymore. Um, and once you get there, obviously stop, you, know, you do your little hold down, uh, torque the bolt down, which is the retainer. 10 foot pounds. So make sure you got a quarter inch drive, um, torque, torque wrench. Yeah. And torque that down as, you know, do a good job, make sure it's centered. Uh, if it's not, uh, you could actually potentially have one of the actuators start hitting one of the rocker arms, the valve springs. So make sure it's centered the best you can. They are very close. Okay. Yeah. Freaked me out the first time I did. I was like, there's no way they were that close. 
house. <laughs> oh God, yeah. is it upside down? Like, what did I do? <laughs> ah! And then I had to go back and look at pictures. Like, no, no, that's it's really that close. Yeah. Um, Speaking of pictures, yeah. great thing to do. I know nobody thinks of this, and we talked about this. Oh, we oh, yeah. talked about this in our tools episode, like episode your like phone. four. Your phone. Take pictures. Take pictures of things when you take it apart. You take mm-hmm. the valve cover off. Take a picture. You take the injectors out. Take a picture. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that. <laughs> You'd be amazed how many times you might refer back to that, like, or oh, just yeah, for some reassurance. Yeah. Um, so the uh, as uh, as I'm installing injectors, I did the first one, and I realized that to put the oil deflector in, it was kind of a bear to put the deflector in once the injector was in. So I started putting the deflectors on almost like basically finger tight onto the injector hold down before I put the injector into the hole. Um, I know if you've never done injectors or you know, you don't want to. Once you look at them, you'll know what I'm talking about. So just kind of hand start the the uh, injector, the oil deflector onto the injector hold down before you put the injector into the truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and torque them all down. Take your time. Do what you got to do. Uh, tor- on the back ones, it is kind of a hard angle to get the hammer in there and, and put them down right. But just, just take your time. Do not hit your actuator with a metal hammer. Don't yeah. be that guy. Don't smack it with a hammer either. It needs to be like a... a I'm sure it's a technical term, but I, w- I would call it like a secondary hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're holding something to hit it. Like when you put a piece of wood over something, you hit the wood. You you know, there's got to be a word for that. Well, it's kind of like a, I'd call it almost like a, I don't, I don't know. I, the way I, with you, exp- with you explaining that, the way I kind of think about that is like, mm-hmm. you put that rubber mallet on, light tap. Okay, it didn't happen. A little bit more, mm-hmm. a little bit more, a little bit more. And kind of just like work your way up to the point where it seats mm-hmm. don't just go freaking no it's not, it's not a one hitter <laughs> yeah. no and i was actually i would have the i would hold the head and i had the handle on the top of the actuator so yeah. i actually had the full length of the dead the dead blow hammer and then i was tapping that with the side of another hammer like yeah i was holding it at the head and just this is not a lot of force yeah and you'll feel it when it seats i mean if you had leverage, could you just push it in by hand if you had i'm sure you could yeah if, if i had leverage and that was my only option. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could have pushed them in my hand. Um, I probably would have busted some knuckles. Yeah, because it slips off your hands going in your valve. I mean, your valve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so get all your injectors in. Um, obviously, glow plugs out. You've got all this stuff in your in your cylinders now. You got to get them out. So, best thing you can do is put your valve covers back on. Not all the way. Just a bolt to the hoop. You know, hold them on there, and then you're gonna hand crank your engine. And and for a while, crank. and you're going to feel it because your injectors, as they come up, they're going to shoot all whatever's in these cylinders out the valve co- or out the glow plug hole. It's going to hit the top of the valve cover and go back down to the crankcase. And this is where we're going to talk about oil. So you already have the valve covers on when you're cranking the engine over? By hand, yes. Okay. Um, I did see some people say that you could, if you just don't even plug the injectors in, you could just you know bump the key and whatnot. I, I, I just I couldn't bring myself to do that. I just I wanted to hand yeah. crank it. Um, that way I could, you know, I wanted to audibly hear each, each cylinder go. And you can, it's, it's audible. You can hear it. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you're a, a diesel a a high compression yeah. engine. So once you throw those injectors in and it's making a solid seal and there's no mm-hmm. leak and you only got a, I mean, what's the size of that hole? Like a quarter inch? At most. I mean, it's a tiny little hole that yeah. things, that, that it's coming out of. So you're, you're definitely going to hear it. I mean, it's probably very similar to what, like running a gas engine with no spark plug in, except for yeah. probably louder. A yeah, bit louder and you can hear it hit hole. the top of the valve cover. You know, it's put the valve covers on. Don't be yeah. an idiot. Like you will shoot oil. Like 
across your garage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that, and I, I think I probably cranked it over till I heard at least 15, maybe 20, maybe even more than that, squirts. So knowing yeah. that I evacuated each cylinder at least two or three times. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I kind of wish I did, but I didn't, um, I didn't put the valve cover gaskets back on, and you actually the the holes for the bolts bottom out before the valve cover gasket seats against the head. If you do, sorry, the the bolt the holes for the bolts for the valve cover bottom out if you don't have the gaskets in there before the valve cover will hit the head. Gotcha. So you could technically have oil leak out the bottom of it. And yeah. I, I kind of did, but it wasn't that much. Um, and I wasn't really trying to put the new gaskets on there anyways. Right. Um, but it, it was fine. It's It's got a ton of miles covered in oil anyways. It's, yeah. That's how I know it's working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so rotated the engine over a whole bunch of times, felt good about it, um, took the valve covers back off. And honestly, at that point, I knew it was kind of like, okay, it's time for things to go back together. Just went through a solid mental checklist. Yeah. Like, okay, I need to put harnesses back on. I got to put glow plugs back in. I got all this other kind of stuff. Okay, just start picking them off one by one. Put the glow cl- blo- glow plugs back in. And uh, by the way, those are torqued to 14 foot pounds. 14 foot pounds, so not a whole lot. Yeah. You don't need, do not need to over torque them. It's 140 inch pounds. <clears throat> it's useless information right It's there. not 140 foot pounds. Isn't it? Tw- no, 12. 12. In- oh, uh, sorry, 120. No. Wait, what? What's what is it? Four- 14? 14 times 12. Oh, times 12. I was doing times 10. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> Whoops. <laughs> not that. <laughs> this is not our normal <laughs> barley juice. My so, math is excellent. <laughs> it's 168 inch pounds. Yeah. I wrote that down. I didn't have Did that on top really? of my head. Yeah. I wrote it down. Oh. It's 168. Um, 168 inch pounds. Cameron, yeah. edit that. Make me the worst look like part a genius. Is, how much you want to bet I calculated it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I know the foot pounds is right, guys. Okay. Yeah. So 14 foot pounds. If you're not sure, that's again one of those like feel it out. It's like tight and then oh. a small, eh, like very minimal. Um, I think seven threes make me dumb. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe the, hey hey man some people like their cucumbers pickled <laughs> all right <laughs> you heard <laughs> demonetized <laughs> golly so uh we've got the injectors in uh we've done our hand crank and uh we got the glow plugs in Harness is all plugged in, and before I put the valve covers on again, that's another really good time for a good checklist. And guess what you guys probably forgot to do because I didn't mention it? Put the oil galley plugs back in. <laughs> yeah. That's probably and important, really important. very important, <laughs> and you'll know real quick because you'll the first time you crank your engine, you'll be building no oil pressure. So it and the worst part <laughs> is, And the worst part is when we talk about how to start this afterwards, you'll sit there and crank and you're going to be there for a long time. For days. Yeah. <laughs> so get the valve covers back on. Everything's good to go. Everything's looking nice. Got the injectors in. I'm feeling good. Feeling like, good? I am feeling good and nervous, right? Yeah. <laughs> I am a little nervous because I, I know that when you put new injectors in a 7.3, uh, even Lenny told me, he's like, you are going to be cranking that thing for a long time. Put a battery charger on. Like, it, it's give your starter a break. Like, yeah. you're going to be, there's really no other way to do this. Like, you're going to be just be cranking for a long time. Um, one of the ways that you can try and expedite this process is uh, check your fuel bowl. Make sure there's fuel in the fuel bowl. If you have a Super Duty 7.3, you can prime the fuel bowl with the key. Uh, mine was mechanical. I have a mechanical lift pump on there still, so there's really no way to, to prime it unless the engine's on pretty much. 
Um, if the fuel bowl has emptied for some reason, put some more in there. That helps out a little bit. Uh, if you have, uh, if you can fill the oil reservoir for the high pressure oil pump, that's a good time to fill it. If you have a syringe, you can try and fill the oil rails through the plugs on top. I did not have any of that. And the plug for my reservoir is damn near stripped. And I didn't have another one. So I didn't do that. I went full empty on everything. Full empty. Full empty. Uh, with mismatched batteries, battery cables held down by a C-clamp. And <laughs> just killing it over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like my math. <laughs> I am the person that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> so I got it all set up and he spent all his money on brushes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much <laughs> worth it though. Yeah. I should have brought the pieces in. I'm, I'll, I'll try yeah. and send cam some, some crappy iPhone pictures and maybe we'll I'll, cam says no. <laughs> I'll, figure, I'll figure something out. Uh, check my Instagram. I'll put them on there. I'll put the shows yeah. on Instagram. How about that? Um, America's used to podcast Instagram. Holler at your boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got everything in there and I'm starting to lose my train of thought. Okay. Yeah. So I was getting ready to crank the engine and I, I fully went inside and I was like, Hey, Lynette, my wife's name's Lynette. Hey, uh, I'm getting ready to crank the engine. Um, this is one of those times like, cause I've told her this before too. Like, Hey, so it's going to get loud. If you hear like loud, dangerous noises, um, just please come make sure I'm okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't know the engine was going to blow up. I didn't know if like, it just, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was actually a little bit scared. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> I, you know, I hit, get the batteries on, hit the keys and nothing really happens a whole lot. Okay. That's fine. We're good to go. So start cranking it. Edge insight isn't quite showing anything yet. Crank it for a good 15, 20 seconds. Like, okay, that's a good, that's enough. Turn the key off. All right. Let's sit for a minute. Let's sit for like 30 seconds. 30 seconds goes by. Turn the key to the on position. Glow plugs come on. Pop, pop, pop. What? What the? Oh, God. It's we're going to die. alive. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, okay, great. My truck's about to back through my house somehow, even though it's in neutral. Like, it's we're done. And I'm like, oh, it's the glow plugs igniting all the crap in the cylinders right now. Yeah. There's a little bit of brake clean there. There's some fuel. There's, there's, there's some oil. It's igniting. Where it's, okay, we're fine. Okay, and I know, I know this sound because it's happened before my red truck. So you truck. just turn the key on, and then and the glow plug started you, going. Oh, yeah. and then it, yeah, okay. Started, I should okay. have un- <laughs> yeah. I should have unplugged the glow plugs or not like just disconnected them, but I didn't. Um, but it was kind of cool. I actually, fully counted eight of them when I turned on my second time. I heard like four the first time, and then four the next time. Oh, really? Like, oh, that's <laughs> cool. All right, so they're all working. Yeah, <laughs> that that was my test. I was like, I wonder if my glow plugs are working. Yeah, they're all working. Yeah. Um. So then I cranked it some more, and I could hear my starter start slowing down crap <laughs> i have i don't have a jump box i'm a charger i got my wife's ford escape boom great <laughs> so i'm like okay all right that's fine we call um, it an escape the escape <laughs> uh, so I, I get her car and actually i'm like okay i'll get the starter rest i hook her, her car up to my truck just to give a little bit of support i know it's not gonna truly jump it but just some support you know a little bit mm, yeah i'm here for it just like my wife gives me support and her car yeah. gives my truck support and <laughs> cameron's face is prices right now he's like spaghetti he's like i hate you man <laughs> spaghetti noodles and yeah and so I, and then uh crank it one more time truck fires right up boom hell yeah brother like, yeah we are in business yeah it is running and that was a, one of the other things lenny told me too and all my research did that i did it is gonna run like crap for it is a gonna little run while <laughs> so bad you got to purge all the air out of the fuel and the oil and here is one of the reasons I know that I made a good choice doing these injectors is in the past when I would start my truck in my garage, it would smoke it out really bad and it would like linger a long time. Obviously this smoked out my garage a little bit, but like it stopped. 
Yeah. There was a hard stop from when it was smoking. Like before, it would smoke forever till it was like fully warm. This time, boom, done. Like start to evacuate the cylinders, good to go. That's such a good feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, so I pulled the truck out, and I'm still running like crap, and just pulled into the, into the driveway so it's out of the garage, still running like crap. And at that point, pretty much, you know, I did a full visual check, took it for just a run up and down my street real quick because I didn't even have an, 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 uh, an my intake on or filter or anything, just open turbo, just, you know, still – crankcase vent just going straight in the hood yeah um just really wanted to make sure everything's good so brought it back pulled it halfway in the garage turned it off put everything back on it's like all right it's you know check the oil it's time to drive yeah the only way you can get through this is to work them out um spirited driving sometimes just or just driving it i knew i was planning on 500 miles of just total crap um it actually probably only lasted about two 250 roughly yeah right there. um but Are you flogging it though or you kind of once, once i felt that they were like everything was working well and i laid on it the first time in stock tune holy shit boys yeah wow yeah he he gave me a ride in it and i was actually really impressed with how well that thing runs i mean given we've got an adrenaline h pop on it sure. you got some dynamite what hundreds Hundred horse injectors it? hundreds in it um i think runs really good stock it's, tune Stock tune pulls, yeah. So, so guys out there looking at trucks, especially these old seven threes, don't be deterred by mileage as long as you give it a good. I mean, listen to our past episodes as far as like looking at you know things to look at when looking at a truck, especially your first episode when we talked about this truck. Mm-hmm. Um, you could still have a really good, really good running truck. Like I, I was impressed. I, we went I was, for a ride today. I would, yeah, I was really impressed. This truck, like. It makes me happy. Yeah. Like it is. It shifts. I mean, the, I'm pretty sure I need a clutch pretty soon. But it, yeah. it Even, but gets down. It does. It does. It moves. And yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever heard of a 7.3 red line, but God I have it. multiple times <laughs> now. <laughs> it is. It, you you want to hear it, but you can tell the engine's like, dude. F you, man. Yeah. yeah. Are <laughs> we really okay doing this me. right now? No. <laughs> really? Th- this time? Yeah. This many times today? Like, yeah, buddy. This many times. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about the oil real quick here. So one of the reasons that I, I didn't do the oil exactly, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. So the oil that, and all the, the crap that was in the cylinders, okay? Now, if I had drained the oil, mm-hmm. um, yes, you know, it we're, I, we're, I know where you're going yeah. with this now. So, but <laughs> the oil that I evacuated, and if I drain the oil, I would want to put like new oil. Oh man, you know what? But now I'm thinking like, well, if you would have drained the oil first before you pop those plugs on the rail, okay, mm-hmm. then filled the truck with fresh oil, did the injectors, or did the injectors and put fresh oil in it before you turned the engine over. But then you, all that then stuff. Then you would evacuate in the cil- everything in the cylinder right back into the oil. Into the brand new oil. Into the brand new oil. So, so it's a good thing that you left that cruddy oil in there because then you could at least fire the truck up. Get it all bled. But yeah. I'd be see that's where I'd be kind of hard the pressed. Answer, though. I to, figured it out. Okay. All right. Because I, I what I would say is I'd be hard pressed to even crank it with old oil in there because you don't want to contaminate your new injectors. Right. So go ahead. <laughs> um, so I totally did that. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I didn't change. My, I checked the level of it, but I didn't change the oil at all. And I knew that once I finished all this and if everything was okay, that's when I was going to make my shift, my my shift and switch over to shapers because I was just running Rotella fifteen forty. Because I've had to change the oil like three times in it so far because it just 
Yeah. Maintenance and projects, stuff, yeah, other stuff, just, yeah, stuff yeah. going on. I knew I was going to have to do that. I didn't want to use shavers every time. Um, so I knew that once everything was broken in and running well, time for a good filter, shapers, you know, it's going to stay there for a while. Um, so hindsight being 2020, knowing that the injectors, when they evacuate, they're going to hit the valve cover ground on the crankcase. What I would do, it's more time consuming, but in the end, it technically would be better. I'm not saying it's the right way, because if it's the right way, I should have done it. And I should have thought of this beforehand. I would drain the oil into a clean bucket. Okay. Can I see where I'm going with this? So oil into a clean bucket, assuming that you you were like, we're not on the brink of an oil change. Right. Keep in mind, the oil that was in there probably had less than 1,500 miles on it. Yeah. Um, so drain that oil before the cylinders are evacuated, like even before you pull the injectors maybe, Yeah. into a clean bucket, put a cap on it, and save it. Maybe even drop the filter, maybe replace the filter, because you can just get like a, a cheap um, micro fiber, what, the whatever Napa literally special, the whatever. cheapest yeah. filter they have like just something to hold the place for a little bit drain that maybe change the oil or change the filter put that to the side do everything you got to do with the injectors as you evacuate them all of that stuff is going to go back down to the crankcase drain the oil again drain yeah. whatever's in there again and then refill it with the oil that you just drained out of the truck in a clean divide or clean bucket to hopefully not have any of that contaminants in there and then bleed it all out change the oil good high quality oil change high quality filter that does sound like a lot of work if this was a super high quality build i think i would have done that yeah but at the end of the day that this this engine's got three hundred thirty thousand miles on it and i put less than a half a can of brake clean in there um you'll be okay i mean you'll you'll yeah, be yeah i'm yeah. fine <laughs> We're, this isn't like a race engine here or anything yeah. like that think, think I mean, about how much in the filter is still on there like think about how much brake clean would have to be diluted into yeah. four gallons of oil for it to make like a real difference yeah i can I, see it happening maybe in like a common rail truck i think that's like that, but, yeah. yeah i think that's a good idea to put it in a bucket because at least some of those solids that might be in the oil are going to have time to then settle to the bottom mm -hmm. to where i mean you don't even have to fill this thing up like fully fill just fill it up and leave maybe like the bottom two inches of your bucket with whatever oil mm -hmm. is left in there get it running or not even get it i mean would you get it? I mean, I don't know. Because the whole name, the whole thing is you don't want to contaminate new injectors yeah. with crap oil. So I, I guess it's use it, use at your discretion, check your oil when you drain it and see if it looks like crap. If it looks like crap, don't put it in. Mm -hmm. Maybe go and buy some cheap Walmart special 1540 or something just to run as, as a, as a, as a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I that, think, that's tough. That always yeah. that's the, that's the thing that freaks me out with seven threes is you're you're not only worrying about fuel quality, you're worrying about oil quality, mm -hmm. and especially with a high mileage engine, you got the you run the risk of having different contaminants in the oil that can just screw up all your new stuff. So that's a a tough one to a tough one to. Uh, yeah, I think if I was a shop and I had to warranty all this work and I, my name was on the line. I know my name's on the line with my own truck, right? Yeah, but right. If but my shop's name was on the line, and I wanted to make sure that everybody knows that I do 7.3 injectors, the effing best. <laughs> like, the best in the state, the tri-state, whatever. Yeah. I am <laughs> the best. Mine don't fail because I take these steps. I would truly drop the oil, and chances are you're going to get good pricing on bulk oil. And I might even be the guy that has like, yeah, when we're done, we put shapers in there, but I also have a contract with, you know, 
Valvoline. I, yeah, I, I buy like <laughs> Valvoline oil by the pallet for like 30 cents on the dollar or something like yeah. that, you know, just so you have clean oil and non-contaminated oil to go in there and do that. Um, but that being said, I'm sure there are tons of guys out there that have done even less prep on that than I did, and they're totally fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know. All it takes is that one time, though. That's the exactly. thing that, you, you you know, it's that's the thing that's kind of scary is all it takes is that one time. So yeah. you so, throw, yeah. Yeah, that being said, you know, do it at your own risk. Uh, what I did worked for me, and so far I haven't had any issues. But then again, I haven't, I haven't put a ton of miles on it. So, yeah. I think by by this time you would have an issue. You've yeah, been driving it. So I I ran it. I uh, I kept it in the stock tune as per Lenny's request. Lenny mm-hmm. literally said, "Do not." You know, he gave me he gave me the look, and we're, and we're gonna do we we did a full episode with Lenny building the injectors and whatnot. Um, we're gonna talk about that. There's there's footage of me and him building him and whatnot. It was super cool. Super glad I got to do it. Um, but he literally told me, he's like, do you have tunes to this truck already? I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. He goes, do not tune this truck while you're breaking in the injectors. I wouldn't even recommend putting a tune on there, period, until you have other stuff done. Because you are going to start breaking stuff. You're going to start burning through clutch. You're going to start burning through tires. Anything that you have on here that's maybe close to being worn out, she gone. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, give me the look. He's like, if there's one time for you to take me seriously, Now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> okay, okay. So against all my instincts, I left on the stock tune for probably a week. Yeah. And worked it all out. Um, truck's running fine. I didn't have any more of the error in the system or whatnot. And I was leaving PetSmart. Getting some, I got a dog, by the way, guys. We'll get into that some other time. Yeah. <laughs> but leaving PetSmart and going through the parking lot, I'm like, man, the truck's running real good. It's nice and hot. Um, no one in the parking lot. Party time. Party mode. <laughs> Guess what I did? I turned it on to the, the the lowest horsepower tune on my gearhead tuner, right? <laughs> the lowest horsepower tune, okay? Oh. <laughs> wow. Dude, I would have went straight to party mode. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I am, and, and, and party. You'll, you'll see why I didn't in the first point. So I did that, and I was like, holy crap. This is awesome. The truck is way more peppy. This is cool. Yeah. I, and I drove all the way home, and I was super happy. And the next morning... I get up and I drive to work in tune one and I come in, I'm all stoked. And Sands is like, dude, what's wrong with you? Why are you smiling so much? Like, dude, my truck runs so hot. Yeah. It's so good right now. The next day I turn it to the, the next highest horsepower tune, which is the keep in mind tune. Tune, tune number one was heavy toe tune. This is like, like pretty much horse. derated, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I go to number four, which is the light toe economy daily driver type tune. I put it on there on my way to work. Um, like driving, towards the freeway i'm like okay i can tell it's like definitely this thing gets it right now and i get on the freeway and i go from three to four and i have never experienced that in a diesel truck before that i was driving yeah and it was i don't know if my clutch my clutch chattered my wheels hopped i hit a fuel cut but i sure as hell hit the rev limiter (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and keep in mind and i do not condone you know rolling coal but keep in mind i have large injectors and a stock turbo on this thing there was a freaking blackout behind <laughs> me, and it the thing is just full party mode. I bang the gear, and it just boost comes right back up, basically straight to red line. And before I know, it, I'm doing like 95 miles an hour. Yeah, and this, and I'm not even fifth gear yet. Yeah, and it was just, boys, this is it. <laughs> like I, I have never done this before. I am. I came into work and I was like, I 
I'm going to go drive my truck on lunch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just going to drive it. See, this, this is why you need to watch YouTube because you can see the excitement in Ben's face when he's talking about this. I'm sweating right now, dude. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm remembering that feeling and I'm really excited because me and Tyler went to go on a quick uh, boys drinks run before we came in, which means by the time I go out there, my truck's going to be probably right about the right temperature to get all this yeah. done. And I'm going to, if you want to go ride for a full party mode, yeah, I might take you. Yeah. You, you got, it, yeah, it's, you, you it blows just, tires. It, just feel good. You you can't see his pants right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't worry. I got them stretchy pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's pretty much going to wrap this one up. It's it, yeah. I know it's a lot of information. Um, I try and do these video, these ones as like a, an overview. If you're thinking about doing injectors, yeah, like tips and tricks that I found that, and this is legitimately my first time doing seven, three injectors. Yeah. It's my third seven, three, Never actually pulled injectors, never actually done anything on them. And that's the whole reason that I bought this truck and I'm doing what I'm doing with it now is because I really wanted to, I wanted to, to live what I'm selling right now. Yeah. You know, and I never had the opportunity because both seven threes I had before I had loans on and they were, you know, I, I didn't feel like, I never felt like I was going to be doing them justice because, you know, they were, they were. I'm going to say it, but both my red truck and my excursion, I would consider them pristine. I did not want to mess them up. Yeah. They were, they I would ran. I consider those. Yeah. I they ran them. so good. Yeah. So good. And here's the worst part, everybody, boys and girls, America. <laughs> let me get real close with you here. <laughs> this has me thinking, can you imagine what my excursion would have been like oh with God. a small set of injectors? Dude. Even just with a 50 set of, oh. dude. Dude, because you had the charger for it. And the My suspension, would have dude. freaking decimated. God. I wish you still had that thing. That thing was so dope. Carly, freaking suspension on that thing. That excursion. Dude. Sorry. I know what you're doing right now. And you're making I know. Me- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to change subjects here because uh, real quick, I know we're, we're going long on this one, but mm. I just got a quick rant real quick. Maybe. I haven't had a rant in a while. I think, I think... I haven't confirmed this with nobody, but I think that Ram trucks have finally got rid of the moose antler mirror stigma. Because you know who took it up? Take a guess. <clears throat> GM. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Seriously. Those mirrors, though, they're not even flipped up. That's like just normal. That's normal. Those things are outrageous. They're pretty gnarly. outrageous. So oh, I cool. think finally, my my Ram guys out there, my Cummins guys out there, I think we finally, finally got rid of the moose antler, mirrors up stigma. Moose power. Moose power. GM has taken over with their new mirrors. If you haven't seen them, just Google it. You'll know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. It's like a. It's like if a infant played Tetris and just just stacked it up and didn't and didn't fit them in any sort of location. Uh, I, I'm having yeah. a hard time with those mirrors. I'm having a hard yeah. time with them. They I definitely look better than GM trucks. They look better color matched, but they're still. I don't yeah. know if you can make that look better. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get over that. I said the same thing about the badging on the 17 Power Strokes. Really, I like. See, I, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm opposite. I actually didn't mind the badging on the 17 Power Strokes. I kind of like that, the straight up and down. It, it's personal preference. But yeah. us Ram guys out there, I think we finally got a little just feeling of just like 
Finally. Hell yeah. Finally. Well, <laughs> I think that is going to pretty much wrap this one up. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening and watching and make sure and check us out on our Instagram page. I will post pictures of what I found in my injector cups, which could yeah. have potentially ruined my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to tell your friends. Let's get this. We're moving up in the rankings. We need to keep this keep this train on rolling. Let's do this. The and just so you guys know, the more you boost us up, the more cool stuff that we can do Absolutely. to show you guys. So yeah, let's keep it going. Let's see how big we can do this. Yeah, we've got some pretty cool stuff on the hopper, and I'm really excited to show you guys. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah. thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com. <laughs>